Hello? You play to win the game. Let's go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. You know, I was listening to that, and Salah said that he wishes he could take those receipts and shove them down people's throats. I kind of wish he would shove something down Zach Wilson's mouth so he wouldn't speak anymore. Wow. Wow. That's how we're starting off, huh? Just a hot take. I, I, I felt like it was like – and I had – that just randomly came to me, but I think Zach Wilson's playing so poorly that what he's saying is just adding to it. But I guess we'll save that for a, a, a bit, right? We're going to talk about it in a little bit. Well, uh, before you jump in. Thank you for joining it. us on episode number 12. There you go. There you the go. Battered Jets fans. Uh, I am here. I am Daniel Granada. and here with my co-host, Mr. Manny Palacios, Mr. Beard Fanatic himself. How you doing, Manny? I'm doing amazing, man. But I got to tell you, if this show, episode 12, is a shit show and it's our least viewed episode, I'm not taking any of the blame for it. Um, it is solely <laughs> on you and not on me. Just wanted to throw yeah, that well, out there now. I'm not sure why that would be. Would it be because you don't like our guest? No, I was gonna say because I'm gonna take the Zach Wilson persona and just no, nothing is my fault. Nothing is my okay. fault at all. all right. Okay. Well, we do have a guest. We have a very special guest. We have we do. Harrison Glaser. I hope I pronounced that right. Harrison Glaser. He is the owner and CEO of Take Flight Media. Spitting Hard Facts is the name of the podcast that he does on Mondays at seven o'clock live. I hope I got that right. It's wordy, but I think I got it. Did I get it, Harrison? Uh, it was close. It was close. Tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's basically like, you know, and I, I appreciate being here with you guys, man. I'm excited. I Even in a situation right now, us. it's – Of course, man. Of course. It's always, always fun to talk about them Jets, but it's tough right now. I mean, like you said, like I, I talked about it on – I mean, well, and that's the thing. Like it's and it, it, it's a good point to talk about because like right. I feel like – and you know, I, I actually put a takeout on this just earlier on my show uh, – the uh and for the name of I'll, I'll come back to it. Drop it, drop it. <laughs> That's it. I was gonna so, tell you to come back and make sure you drop it correctly because I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt. It, it is wordy. It is wordy. It's the Take Flight Spit and Fire podcast. It's there a mouthful. It is. There you go. It's a mouthful. Make, yeah. sure, but, make sure you go watch, like, and subscribe. But you're right, man. I mean, the Jets itself, everything feels great, and we kind of had that. We saw that in the New England week, and I felt differently. Like back in the first New England week, where it seems like the Patriots just absolutely have our number like Belichick just he, he's got it he knows Zach like better than he knows himself it's crazy but you go back to that week everyone was saying you know they were pissed with the mistakes he made we have a team that's ready to win we have a playoff team that's missing a quarterback my take at the time was and I felt like you know people weren't realizing like just because the team got great around him didn't necessarily mean he would automatically become great like we just kind of assumed that and then we were like oh shit he's a young kid like he's going to make mistakes even with a good team around him. And, but this last Sunday, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm, I've been the biggest Zach Wilson supporter. I've been the biggest, biggest fan of this kid, but what he did Sunday. Don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead. Oh, don't get ahead oh, of yourself. Oh, dude. Oh, I can't. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you want no, to talk it, about. Cause it was bad, bro. It was awful. It, it, it was bad. And I, I, I guess we're not going to get into the post game just yet. Right, but, yeah. But three weeks ago, when he first played New England, we had an issue with we lost because of him. Like, it, it's clear as day because of those three turnovers, we lost the game. And me and Manny came on the show, and we kind of called him out for not taking accountability. 
Right. But Manny tried to be devil's advocate. He said, you know, he's just showing confidence. He's young. And I tried my best to be, you know, understanding. That's true. You know, he he's going to get it from the media. He's emotional right after the game. That's fine. And then he comes out, beats Buffalo. Again, not necessarily because of him, but he didn't lose the game. By week, then he comes back right before this game happens, a day or two before, and then he hits everybody with uh, nobody outside this building knows what they're talking about. All right, you're sounding a little arrogant now, but that's cool. Just back it up on Sunday. He didn't back it up on Sunday. <laughs> he he really didn't. Now, be, before we get into it, right? what did you take Manny out of this game? Because I like talking to Manny. Manny is a Dolphin fan, and I like having Manny on this show because – he kind of has a pr- outside perspective. So I appreciate you and the perspective you bring. So tell me, what did you get out of this game on Sunday? Because I know you watched it from bitter beginning to bitter end. And and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you did that. By the way, I appreciate that you set it up that way. But what I appreciate more is a text message you sent me well into the third quarter. And you said, damn it, that this is the game where Dolphins have a bye. And this is the show. This is the game that they have to watch. Because what a boring defensive game this was. So let's let's do the first topic. The first thing you and I discussed last week of what were going to be the keys to the game, I said you guys have a stout playoff defense. That was proven right. That's exactly what I saw for four full quarters. Not even the punt return because the punt return wasn't on your defense. Your defense played lights out. The second thing we talked about, that the only key factor the Patriots had was who? Bill Belichick. He decided mm-hmm. to show up show up his ugly face again and just get inside Zach Wilson's head and call it what, call it what you want. People are trying to say, Oh, maybe it was the offensive play calling. They weren't getting created. The guy was missing wide open passes. That's what I noticed from watching the game as an outside perspective. There were so many bad plays that even what I said that I enjoyed about Zach Wilson leading up to this game, I said outside of the Patriots game leading up to this game, he wasn't making stupid passes when he had to run, he would run for it. And he would take the safe throw. All that went out the window this damn game. And those are just a little bit of my views this past game. We'll get into Zach in a moment. But J- Harrison, I'm, I'm passing off the baton to you. When you watched it, it was four brutal quarters, especially for a Jets fan. But what was your ultimate take? Like, were, if you, were, you, were you trying to take positives away from the game and not being able to pull anything besides the defense? So... I mean, it was clear as day and like Zach, you know, kind of said the opposite after the game. And like, like you mentioned, it's it, the performance itself is one thing, but the statements after the game are what were worse to me. It was so much worse to me because like, like mentioned it earlier, you know, I've been, if you go back, you know, people have like Rasala said, you know, check the receipts, (laughs) right? Right. Always with the receipts, right? Like back, like I was back in December of 2020, like uh, 2021. Like I love this kid. Like I was a huge Zach Wilson fan. I love what I saw in him. Love the potential. I was like, this kid has what it takes. This last game was massively alarming. And I've always been the one. You see me on Twitter supporting him, saying he's a young kid. He's learning because you expect that, right? There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs for a rookie kid. But you expect the downs to get better you expect right. progress i was you know i was joking about it before like there there is not a bad enough word to describe his performance in that game like if he would have done that as a rookie playing in his first game we would have still ripped his ass apart being right. like you don't deserve to be in the nfl like there, there's the numbers and i've talked about them for a few days now and even thinking about them now it makes me nauseous to my stomach thinking about the numbers 
of that game, like just certain statistics. So you mentioned positive right, things. That we like, had more punts than than completions. That was literally that was literally the thing I mentioned. I put it out on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. That that was my biggest one. I said it on yeah my, my show as well. Thank that you. it's crazy that we literally had more punts than Zach Wilson had completions. That is, we had seven total yards that other, in the whole second half. That, that other Zach Wilson completed like two catches for like fourteen yards. Yeah, that. And, you know, Manny, like you pointed out, yeah. literally missing wide open receivers. And all the things I loved about Zach Wilson in college, the things I loved at BYU, the reasons I was like, I think this kid can be great. I saw you them last them year. You uh, Yeah, no, yeah. I watched him tour. When we, I, I actually do a lot of, you know, people that follow me know I do a lot of private eval. Unfortunately, with my, uh, my new job, I don't have as much time as I used to. Yeah. But I used to have more time in my hand, and I used to do a lot of my own eval, my own takes. Actually, Bryce Hoff was one of the gems I found. Like he's a huge, actually, I, he follows me on Twitter. I've had him on my show a couple of times. He's nice. a guy that I felt should have been drafted. I watched him back at Memphis. I was like, this kid is a top edge rusher. But I started looking at the quarterbacks and I fell for Zach. I immediately, back when everyone was saying it was Fields, you remember for the longest time it was Fields, yeah. Fields, Fields. I was the guy saying, I don't get what people don't see. It's Zach Wilson. Like Zach Wilson is even closer to Trevor Lawrence than people realize. Like I, I was all over this kid, but all those things I love, like there's so many of them, but all the things I loved, He's doing worse as the season's going on. He's literally regressing. I'm not seeing them anymore. So like you mentioned, Manny, like those missed throws, blatant missed throws, guys five, 10 yards away from him. He was doing that last year. But if you watched him at BYU, that wasn't a problem of his. His right. accuracy was amazing. And I was saying that. I was like, I watched him a lot. He was a very accurate quarterback. He could easily go off script, fall the pocket, and find a receiver. He was always accurate. I figured it out to be something with them changing his footwork, working on his timing, changing his progressions. But it's happening now. Like, this is – again, there's not bad enough words to describe this. It was awful. It was, it was think, an absolutely atrocious performance. Danny, before you jump in here, I thought the funniest stat line, so you could take it off from here, was the fact was that you – two inches. I, I, the two inches per play or whatever it was, I <laughs> per snap, yeah. That blew my mind away. I'm like, this, this this has to be somebody trolling. And then when you go back and look, of course, it's it's a stupid. It's a stupid the math stat. was right. The math was right. Go yes, ahead, Danny. The math is right, but it's a stupid stat. It is a stupid anyway. stat, but it was horrible. Go yeah, ahead. But more of an important yeah. stat: Zach averaged three point five yards per throw. That is. <laughs> like I, I, I figured that. the wind was a factor. Right like if the game started, I was like, the wind's a factor, but. You saw what Mac wasn't Jones a factor did. for Mac Jones, That's and Mac exactly, Jones does, yeah. and he doesn't have the arm that Zach Wilson has. Correct. Thank you. Exactly. Lead it off, Danny. So, what, what you got for us when you were watching this game, besides being pissed off at the top of your mind? Um, well, obviously it was bad. I, I thought yeah. that we would still pull out the win somehow, even late in the game. What what I was expecting, honestly, I was texting with one of my friends, um, and he was like, "All right, so when do we pull Zach?" And I was like, "We're not going to pull Zach," and he was telling me this like early in the third quarter. I was like, we're not, even though he's playing horribly, we're not going to pull Zach. Once they got down to that last drive in the fourth quarter, where it was like what, a couple minutes left and we yeah. had the ball and we're like, you know what? We could probably get one decent drive and score a field goal and win the game. I thought to myself, now's the time to pull Zach. I honestly believe, and I, I again, I could be 100% wrong, but I honestly believe that if Joe Flacco is the backup, he gets put in. You put him in for a drive. Why not? Well, how many times did they do that with Tua and Fitzpatrick? A lot. They, they did that all the time. And that, and next week, what happened? Tua was starting again. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean that Zach Wilson lost his job. Zach just didn't have it on Sunday. It was apparent. 
put somebody else out there. All we need is one drive. Literally one drive would have won us that game. That's where I was disappointed with the coaching staff. I thought that they should have pulled him once it got late into the fourth quarter and he still wasn't producing. I thought that the it's on I don't want to say it's unfair to him, but the last couple games, like, yes, he hasn't played well. And I, I think it's apparent that he's not necessarily a Pro Bowl quarterback, but he's played against some of the top defenses. Like since he came back. He's played some of the top defenses, and I don't want to say that's an excuse because you should still hit those open receivers. But, man, it's rough when you're, you're going out there and you're playing against – Let's see, he came back against the Steelers. He played pretty solid defense. Decent. Yeah. No, they last in the league against the pass, though. And he played decent. He won that game for us. Right. The Dolphins have a shitty defense. We put up 40 points on them. <laughs> then we got the Packers. It's going to be okay, fifth. man. Yeah. The Packers, fifth. The Broncos third, the Patriots fourth. Like these are all the rankings for the passing defenses. They're all ranked top five. Of course, he's going to struggle. Now, when you're not a great quarterback, the struggle is going to look even worse. I think that if he wouldn't have been such a douche post game, people would have still been upset about it and been like, I don't know if what he's like if he's got it. But I feel like the fan base turned on him once he came out so douchey in that post game. Once you see that the defense plays their ass off, they basically win that game for you. All you have to do is score one more field goal. And you come out and you say, no, nah, I didn't let the defense down. Like, wow. Like, you have to be accountable. Like, we were saying this three weeks ago. Yeah. On, after the first Patriots game. It hasn't changed. And people are like, oh, but he's young. I, I work at a high school. I see high school athletes. When you ask them certain questions – they know how to answer it because they're not douchebags. Even if you don't think it's your fault, most people know and they have the self-awareness to be like, you know what? I think it wasn't my fault, but I know that as a leader, I should say it's my fault. Justin Facts. Hardy, special teams. He plays like what? Oh, I mean, this week he played a lot because we punted like crazy, but he doesn't play that often. And he's like, put the game on my back. No, no, you don't have to put the game on your back. But he's like, but I'm a captain, so I need to put that on my back. Like, it's ridiculous. Now, I will tell you, and, and, and I was going to go into this next. I'm not a fan of the way his teammates talked after the game or the whole liking, the, the tweet and stuff. I don't think that helps. Harrison, what did you think about what Garrison, uh, Garrett Wilson said after the game and all that other stuff? Because I have my, you know, what I think about it, but I kind of want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm really glad you asked. And you know, as, as you probably know, you know, on Twitter, I put all the media stuff out. You know, I cover the Jets. I call myself like an offbeat reporter <laughs> like i do my own thing and you know, i got my independent reporting that i do which is yeah you know i love doing it but yeah i put out garrett wilson's comments put out all the things he said but if i you know ken quick just go back to like you said with zach and what zach said covering him last year i was loving all the things he was saying like he is a confident guy and you right. want a confident guy as your quarterback like yeah. he was saying things like you were saying before that i don't care what anyone in the organization outside the organization thinks doesn't matter you do want to hear that like you know same thing like after the in the patriots game he kept making mistakes because he kept trying he wasn't getting wavered he wasn't questioning can i still do this 
when he gets the skill level and he's there, that's something you want. When it's not there, it's painful to watch. <laughs> but that's something you want. However, this like is a major turn. This is lack of accountability. This is something sure. like, wait a minute. Like even Josh Allen. Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He didn't have to eat that crow, but he did. He was like, ah, you know, the quarterback play was shit. It was bad when he they did. lost to the Jets. He did that. Zach, like Connor Hughes, I want to say softball, but it's all it, – it's not even softball. It's like he put it on the tee for him. And he was like, okay, Zachy, just get ready and you got this. Like, did the offense let the defense down? And he's just like, no. no. And just crazy. Like, crazy to me. Like None that. of us are professional athletes. Yeah. Harrison, I don't know if you played any college ball or anything, but we're not professional athletes. If somebody no. puts a mic in front of you and you're in that situation, would you know? I know what to say. Do you know what to say? It's fucking yeah, no, obvious yeah. what to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you look at the guys who don't know what to say, even the guys that don't know what to say, they're even the great ones. Antonio Brown, they're not around anymore. It doesn't matter how great they are. The guys that say the wrong things. You, you're a big net fan. I am myself. Kyrie Irving loves to open his mouth and say the wrong thing. He's but you know what? But he, but he never says. But when it comes to talking about the team, he'll take accountability. Right now, other that stuff, is true. other stuff, you know, yeah. we don't, we don't want to talk about that. We don't talk, we don't about, talk about the other stuff, but when it comes to on the court, he'll say, I support Ben Simmons, <laughs> give him some time. He was telling the media to get off of Ben Simmons back earlier in the, like he knows what to say. Like, I feel like as an, and I, and I think they should have somebody in PR that works with these guys. Right. I would assume you would assume oh, so. They do. They do. I would assume they do. They're, they're totally coached before they come out. And so say it, anything, it, it, I just, I, that just goes to show how much more of a douchebag he is that he is coached. On what and to you know say what? and what not to say. And then he's like, nope, not my I fault. Mean, probably maybe not after games. That's what I would say. Like after game pressers are pretty quick. The yeah. other ones he talks to people. I That one's more. In, and we saw that with Garrett Wilson. You pointed that out. Emotions yeah. run hot. These guys are human beings and emotions run hot. You know, they're, you know, straight. like Garrett Wilson said a ton of shit. Garrett Wilson said a ton. And yeah. it wasn't yeah, unwarranted. But it's like I liked it, everything he said. By the way, as an outside gonna, perspective, yeah. I liked everything he said. But I'm just that's my two cents on that one. No, 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 I, I, I don't disagree. I and the point is, as an emerging superstar, yeah. as a rookie, if that kind of player is opening his mouth, then we have a problem. And if you think about it, it's like, wait a minute, let's look at that wide receiver room for a second. Right. Right. Denzel Mims wanted a trade earlier in the year. Elijah Moore wanted a trade. You know, he did it in a much more douchebaggery way. Yes. <laughs> but he wanted a trade. There seems to be a problem here. That tells me it's got to be either the quarterback play or maybe Mike LaFleur, potentially, if the wide receivers are having issues. Well, Elijah Moore, we know it's because he wasn't getting any targets, and Mims wasn't getting on the field. So, I mean, those I thought were pretty apparent. The reason I didn't like what Garrett Wilson said, tell me, like you said, he's a rookie. He's had a couple good games. I get it. That's fine. A couple? Good for you. Good for Yeah, a couple. That's it. How many? Three, four? That's a couple. So, he's had a couple good games. You don't come on and say the offensive coordinator or the or the team needs to trust our receivers. Relax, my guy. Like we, we got it. You're gonna get the ball, but don't come on and say say that to them privately. Don't say it out in the media. I didn't like that. I thought it was stupid. It adds fuel to the fire. It's unnecessary. And then with JFM, came, I always get JMF, 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 JMF John Francis, JFM, JFM. JFM. He liked, like one when, of the when he comes out, he liked the tweet, and then Sauce come out and, and oh, I didn't mean. To, come on, you really did. Come on, side. Come on, come side. on, side. Come on. And I what I really didn't like, like, yeah. And then what I really didn't like about JFM liking it, you know what I didn't like about it? He's cost us two games himself. He cost us that Patriot game. Good point. Yeah, Zach Wilson technically cost us that game, but we all said we win if we get that pick six. 
and JFM's coming on here and liking those type of quotes. Like, my guy, come on. Like, you yourself cost us the game. And Zach Wilson wasn't going out and being like, yeah, you know, I, I threw those three picks, but did you see that that flag? No, he, he wasn't saying anything like that. I'm not defending Zach Wilson, but yeah. I'm saying, like, these are unnecessary things. Social media is fucking the devil because right. just a like sets off such a, a Twitter. frenzy with Twitter the fan base. That. Yeah. It's, but I, I really wish that they would just keep things in-house. I know that it's, it's not possible. And if somebody was going to speak up, I wish it would have been like a veteran guy like C.J. Mosley. I, I don't like that Garrett Wilson felt like he could – like, yeah, I guess you, you, you look, you look, you're going to be a good player. But I per, son, I per, like six or eight games into your into your career, like like relax. That's I personally I, I personally liked it, Danny, and the reason I liked it was because Garrett Wilson has shown that he that he's going to be special. He has shown you I have the capability of being special. Zach Wilson hasn't shown you that at all. So for him to take no blame, or I don't want to say he didn't take any blame, for him to say, did you let the defense down? And him say no, that was the bigger red flag for me, not what um Garrett um Garrett Wilson had to say. I read but what Garrett Wilson said, he wasn't he wasn't addressing what Zach Wilson said. Correct. He was well, just saying, saying, like, yo, yo, give us a chance. Like, we get it. Everybody can't, gets it. He, he, you know what he did? Right? He did what Elijah Moore did. Elijah Moore's like, I need more targets. That's basically what Garrett Wilson well, said. It's just that because Garrett Wilson's been playing well, we were like, eh, well, you know, it's Garrett Wilson. If I, if I, <laughs> if I could just jump in quick. I, I kind yeah. of actually, a little different. I kind of agree it's a little of both. Like, I'm yeah. not thrilled with what he said, but he didn't say anything terrible. He just kind of spoke his mind. Like, That's he didn't what I'm say, saying. like, trade me. I don't want to be here. Like, this right. bullshit. And... But- but and at the same time though, like I think he was just frustrated. You know, emotions fly. At the end of the game, it was a bad game. Like he didn't really have. He had what three targets the whole game. There were barely any balls thrown anywhere, and if they were, they, they weren't were accurately thrown. The they were. Right, they weren't. Right. They weren't near the receiver. So I think he was frustrated. But you mentioned the comments he made. The biggest one, which I wanted to ask you guys about, was yeah. the one that caught my mind. Was when he says it starts in practice. It's got to be better. Things we see and don't call out. Shit's gotta get. Shit's gotta start getting called out for me. That's that was for me. That was the one for me where I was like, okay, wait a minute. Like you're upset. You're venting. You're venting. But now that's right. a fact. Like you're saying there's things happening in practice that shouldn't be happening and aren't getting called out. That has to now be that, that, yeah. That's where I'm now. Like now, I want more. What are you referring to, Zach? You know what I mean? Like, who are you referring to? And, and that's why making mistakes and the coaching staff isn't doing. I, I don't know. Right. And that's why I didn't have a problem with it, because that exact comment, I'm like, this is directed at that douche. I'm like, I bet you when he's at practice, he's also sailing the ball 80 yards above Braxton Berrios' head. So it's like this guy, I agree, needs to be called out like somebody right after that pest conference. I don't know if anybody did it. Maybe Salah. I think Salah is the best person to do that. Needs to pull that 21 year old, 22 year old off to the side and be like. You're fucking up, and not just on the field. Now, now you're fucking up in the press as well. Well, I will tell you that Rich Samini came out and he reported that they had a a, a team meeting, and Zach Wilson was called out in the team meeting. Good. So it, it was addressed. I don't know by who. I don't know if it was by the coach or by other players, but that that did go down, and he he was called out. He didn't report what was said or or, or anything like that, but it was addressed. And I also think I don't think I don't think that um. <clears throat> and and I know we're gonna get into it in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just real quick, I don't think that Zach Wilson is gonna get benched for this Sunday. I think that that was more Salah telling his like the rest of the team like, I get it. If he keeps playing like shit, I got your back. Fair I want to win. 
we're not we're not just here to like groom him and, and see him improve. Like I need to put it out there. Like I'm not committed, but not because he's not going to start on Sunday, but just because I need to send that message out. Like, don't worry about it, guys. I'm holding him accountable, even if he doesn't right. hold himself accountable. If he plays like shit, he's not going to be starting because we need to win. And and I think that's what it was. But before we get into, that into that, already. yeah. <laughs> All right. But just before we get into that. We lost. We're six and four. It, it was. It, it sucks because I remember last episode. I was like, "Hey, if the Ravens and the was the Ravens and the Chiefs lose and we win, we're in first place in the AFC overall." And we lost this game, and somehow we went from that possibility to we're literally out of the playoffs right now. So I was kind of wondering, Harrison, does this change your outlook on the season? If, if you don't mind, because what you just asked, actually, and that's my take on it, it actually applies to the Zach Wilson thing. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. it applies yeah, go for to that. So this is how I look at it, and I think most Jet fans would agree here, and I thought about this. If the Jets had, and I don't even want to think about this because we're doing well right now, but if the Jets had a losing <laughs> record, if there was right. no possibility of making the playoffs, I don't think they would even consider benching Zach Wilson. And that's not because he didn't play atrociously. He played atrociously, but that's because there's no way to win. So we have to see what we have in him. We have to see him develop. Can he be the guy? Can he fix the bag? Can he turn it around? Like you just said, his atrocious play blinded us because we were just, we couldn't stop thinking about that. It blinded us to the fact where, yeah, that's the point. If he had played better, we would have been like, okay, wait a minute. We're six and four. We're right at the top of the bubble. We're the first team out right now. And we're at the point where not only can we get back in the wild card, there's seven games left. Mathematically, we could still take back the AFC East. Mathematically, it's still possible for us to have first place. So we're well, the Dolphins we suck, so win. they're gonna start losing soon. <laughs> Listen, yeah, we've been we, we've been very honest throughout the show for 12 episodes. Don't start ruining by saying blasphemous things, all right? I'm sorry, I, I have to take my shots when I get them. But, all right, but I'm here's sorry, my, my thing though. No, no, no worries, no worries, of course. <laughs> But my thing is, like I'm saying, is I think that's what Robert Sala and Joe Douglas met about. They met. They met multiple times, probably twice, I would say, since the game Sunday, before he spoke Monday. That's what they talked about. This is a team that's ready to win. We said it ourselves. This team is a playoff-ready team minus the quarterback. So Zach could play, right? He didn't say he won't play. He's basically just saying this is a team that can make the playoffs. We need to take a step back and evaluate everything so we could put the best product on the field to make those playoffs. And that's what we want. As fans, that's what we want. We want to make the playoffs. We want to win. So like you kind of mentioned you know, earlier, if Zach gets benched, that doesn't mean he's not going to be the guy down the road. And I think if you know we had a losing record, it wouldn't be an option. It's because we could, we, we're again, right? We're the top team in the bubble right now. Easily one, two more games, we're back in the playoffs. We swing these next seven games right. We can be the top team in the AFC East. So I think that's what it is. They're saying it could be Zach, it could not be. We want to evaluate everything so that we can put the best product on the field to win the next seven games. Full transparency, Manny kept suggesting today that we talk about the draft. I wanted to go through the phone and punch him in the mouth. Like, we're 6-4. and four. Like, maybe if this was the last couple seasons, but we're, we're not talking fucking draft. I'm not talking about QBs that I want to draft just I, I yet. Didn't want, I, I didn't care. want to talk about any of that. I didn't want to talk about any of that. He, that's, where, that's where he's uh, wrong. What I wanted to bring up, and we don't have to talk about it, what I wanted to bring up is, is it even worth even looking at the draft for a quarterback? No! That, that's my point. 
instead of just bringing somebody, and I'm not saying names like Jimmy G. I'm just saying instead of bringing somebody who you know could probably run your offense much better than what Zach Wilson's currently running off. That was going to be my point about the whole draft. Look, I, well, I've seen yeah. so many fucking photoshops of Lamar Jackson and Jimmy yeah. G. If I can adjust Manny's thing, I think there's a reason I think Jet fans ahead. feel that way. If you yeah. think about yeah, it, I, I don't, I'm tired of seeing that shit. Unless they can come yeah. this season, I don't want to see any of that shit. No, and that's until the point. Yeah. Over. Right when Robert Sala said to me, it was like when they asked him, is Mike White the guy? He's like, hey, we're evaluating everything. We right. haven't made a decision yet. That's when my mind went, oh my God, a trade, but it's not possible. <laughs> that's when I come back to reality. I'm like, oh wait, the deadline came and passed. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't do that. So that being the case, you know, you guys were talking about next year as Jet fans, we have not had the best luck drafting quarterbacks. Like we Correct. just have to call a spade a spade. I mean, it is what it is. That being the case, I look at the Broncos. They, like us right now, had the best defense in football. They had a team that was ready to win. They inputted Peyton Manning. They won the Super Bowl. So yeah. I think that's how Jeff fans might be looking at it. Hey, this is a team that's ready except the quarterback. I'm not a Jeff Let's fan, by the get way. a finished product. Let's get a quarterback. Why well, and, not just, and not just that. It's for the last 10 years, I feel like my Halloween tradition before I go to trick or treat, I go to the fucking NFL mock draft to see what we what like how things are lining up for next season. Like it's about to be Thanksgiving. We're six and four. Let me fucking enjoy this season. Can, can I don't we talk think about next year? I, I don't want to think about oh, next year. I don't want to see Lamar Jackson. I don't want to see Jimmy G. Yeah, maybe it's nice if we end up getting him in the future, but that's not a possibility this season. We still have seven games to go. We're literally one seed out of the playoffs. So let me fucking enjoy this. Yeah, bro. Hot want, take: man. Lamar's not going anywhere. Hot I don't. I, I, no, I don't think he is going anywhere. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. I wouldn't want him anyway. What are you gonna say, Manny? I love Lamar Jackson. I, I was gonna say oh, I, 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 I read a tweet from this guy that kind of talks about what we're talking about right now. I, I don't know. You may know him. He put because Zach Wilson was so horrible and took no accountability, distractors from the fact that with seven games left, we're just outside the playoffs. That's why Salah's digging into the film and everything is on the table. He gets it. It's about winning now, whatever it takes. I, I think that was you, Harrison. I, I could be wrong, but oh, nope, thank God you said that. I was about to say that guy's a douche. <laughs> my my point when I read that is Danny this leads directly to you my question to you after reading that tweet and I agree with that tweet you guys are just on the cusp one of yeah. your biggest fears about losing this game was the fact that you have some tough road games coming up so yeah. now before we move on and we start talking bears the question ultimately goes back to you I get that everything's on the table I get that Salah knows that he has a winning team but if you had some fear about losing this game before, that bar has to be a, a whole lot higher now. Want me to give you a hot take real quick? Yeah. If for we sure. lose to the Bears, we're not making the playoffs. That's how I feel. I feel like if we lose to the Bears, we're not making the playoffs. I know that we beat the Bills, and I know that our defense is good enough to to keep us in any game, I honestly yes. think. Yes. That's but fact. if we can't beat the Bears, that Bears, which have – they have like three wins and outside of Justin Fields running all over the field, which by the way, he might not even play because he dislocated his left shoulder. So he might not even play. If we cannot beat the bears at home, I don't think we make the playoffs. I, I wow. don't. Wow. Not, so, not only because, for, for not only because of the mathematics, not only because of the mathematics, yeah. but could you imagine that locker room after another shitty Ooh, game by Zach Wilson and itself. that we lose to it the bears? Yeah. All of a sudden we take a, a nosedive. You see, you see that battered Jets fans logo? I don't know if anybody's noticed, but it's not horizontal. I have it at a slope My going down out. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, yes. it. Because, because this is what I usually expect. 
right? Yeah. Like we don't fly straight. Like we're usually on the down tilt going. Right, down. I didn't even realize that until you pointed that out. <laughs> it, it's perfect. I was like, oh shit, that, that plane's not straight. <laughs> and that, so that answers your question, Jets fans, Jets listeners. Danny's outlook for sure is changing drastically by by the moment. But Danny, no, 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 no. Real, real, real quick, just to be clear, yeah. my outlook all year was by Christmas Day, I wanted to be to playing be meaningful hunt. football. Yeah, right. I want to be in the hunt. I want to play meaningful football. Is it going to be disappointing because I felt like we were in the driver's seat at one point? Right, a hundred percent. But my all I wanted out of the season was to be enjoyable and to have a chance late into the season. Now, obviously, it would be really disappointing because our defense has ended up being a lot better than even I expected. I thought top 15, it ended up being top 10. And because our weapons ended up being really good outside of Zach Wilson. So, obviously, it would be disappointing. But I'm I'm still hoping for just meaningful football and a chance that last week of the season. I appreciate that. But let's talk because you guys have already started talking about the Bears. Let's preview this game. Um, You already said it. You personally think Zach Wilson will start this game, Harrison. So, Danny, I'll come to you. Do you think there's any chance come? Well, I don't know if he'll start the game. Right, right. I said said that he's going to start. Oh, you feel like he's going to start. Okay, so then I'll go to Harrison. Harrison, do you think there's any chance that you do not see Zach Wilson as a starting quarterback this Sunday? Well, I think what's interesting is if the Jets had a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater as a backup, I think Robert Sala would have committed to him on Monday. Like, that would have been (laughs) it. Like, that's it. I think the issue is the reason he's like, it could be Zach. It may not be Zach. It could be Mike White. It could be Joe. It's because it's not just that Zach was so bad. Are other options, let's be honest, are not that great. Like, people point out that Joe Flacco had good games. But I do remind everybody, we were calling for Joe Flacco to be benched at one point. He was getting the sack, uh, literally the crap sacked out of him because he can't move. He's a statue back there. And we were calling for him to be benched. And then Mike White has that one amazing game, which was amazing. I mean, it's a Jet history game. But after that, not so much. After that, I mean, it's okay quarterback play. And I guess that's what, you know, we're kind of looking at. Like you said, our defense kept us in a game where Zach was like, there's no word to describe it. That being the case, if Mike White can play okay-ish, maybe we win. I don't know if that's the logic, but I think the problem is there's no good option. Like, it's not like there's someone to immediately turn to. Let me me put this out there before you keep going. Joe Flacco played three games. Zach Wilson's played like seven, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Joe Flacco still has thrown for more touchdowns than Zach Wilson has this year. Yes, he has. So just putting that out there. That's a painful statistic. That's just the three games. And by the way, don't you ever mention Teddy Bridgewater with me on the show ever again. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) But um, I I, I get what you're saying. But do do you think that Zach Wilson starts then? I honestly think Robert Sala, since he made that comment, has been watching nothing but film. I think he and Joe Douglas have been watching film, talking, dissecting. I'm going to be honest in saying, I don't, I don't even, I don't know. Like, I think right now there's a decent chance it could be any of the three of them. People pointed out Chris Strebler. He was really good in the preseason, but he did that against third string guys. He did, he did, he did, you know, that against guys that most of those guys aren't even on an NFL roster, how he would look against starters is different. So people have pointed him out. I don't think he's really an option, but between Joe, Mike and Zach, I honestly think it could go any way right now. Like I'm like, I don't know. Like, tell, tell, is there a tell me what you guys point? think of this. <laughs> tell me what you guys think about this. This is how I feel. I feel that 
Zach Wilson has the highest ceiling of the three. Without a doubt. Right? Without question. But that's a fair, that's a fair I point. also feel like he has the lowest floor of the three. I think Mike White and Joe Flacco both do better against the Patriots. Like, I don't think okay. they they sail balls the way Zach Wilson does because he does it on for a sure. consistent basis. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like you have two extremes possible with Zach Wilson. But I, because of that, I feel like you start Zach Wilson, not only because he's the second overall pick, because let's be real. Like, if he wasn't the second overall pick, he wouldn't be getting this many chances. Not only because of that, but because, like I said, he's played against top five def- or pass defenses for the last couple of weeks. He's playing up against the, the Bears. They have a horrible defense. Yep. Like, if Mike White or Joe Flacco come and they play, there's a good chance that they light it up just because the Bears are so bad. And, and everybody's going to be like, oh, you see Zach Wilson. He's fucking trash. Well, maybe he would have played better if he would have played against a shitty defense. So I think you have to give him that chance. So I think you let Zach Wilson start against a bad defense, see how he does, and maybe he'll play well. I honestly think that if he starts, he's going to finally play well because it's a bad defense. Now, if he comes out and he plays like shit the first half, you yank him. But that's the only way I think somebody else gets on the field. If they let him play against the Bears and against that Bears defense, he still can't produce at home, then I do think that he finally gets benched for either Joe Flacco or Mike White. But I, don't, I, I think he starts the game. Fair yeah, enough. Danny, what's, what's interesting is if you think about it, like if you're just thinking about what you were just saying, if, he, if they do play him against the Bears – that's mm-hmm. a defining moment almost for like the beginning of Zach Wilson's career. Because like you just said, I've been saying the same thing. He's been playing top defenses. I've been pointing out every week, like when we played the Bills, I was like, let's just all remember before the game starts, this is one of the best passing defenses in the NFL. Let's see what Zach does. He's had that. If he if he plays, I hope he plays well, but if he plays poorly against the Bears, that's a defining moment because now oh, he's sure. sucking wind against a bad defense. If he does that, I am officially out on Zach. Cause I'm still not officially out on him. Like, I still think he has the arm talent. I, I, I have, I, I don't think he's very good, but I don't want to give up completely. Like, fuck it. But if he plays bad, like this bad against the bears, I, I think it, it's done. Sam Darnold didn't play this bad. And Sam Darnold didn't have the weapons that Zach Wilson has. I saw a, a stat. They were they were lined up. I wish I would have I would have brought it up. Let me let me pull it up one second. Zach Wilson versus Sam Darnold. Passer rating: Sam Darnold first twenty games seventy eight point nine. Zach Wilson seventy point seven. Completion percentage: Sam Darnold fifty nine point seven. Zach Wilson fifty five point six. Like it's touchdowns to interceptions. Sam Darnold twenty eight to twenty five. Zach Wilson thirteen to sixteen. All in the first 20 games of their career. Both those statistics show that neither one of those guys are doing it. Right. 100%. But remember that Sam Darnold had a shitty offense around him with Adam Gase as his coach. So when you compare what they did the first 20 games and the fact that Sam Darnold played better with less talent around him, it's almost like, fuck. And I don't know. Did you guys see Chris Sims today? Yes. He like broke down literally every drop back pass by Zach Wilson. Like, he must have been going like this afterwards. I don't understand why he's on Zach Wilson's jock as hard as he is. Because it's like, my guy, did you do that for Sam Darnold? Did you do that for Justin Fields? Like, why is he so obsessed with Zach Wilson? But he's, but, but he's been hating he on, like shit. He's been hating on two all season, too. And that's why that's why Dolphins Twitter comes after Chris him so often. But, like, I get it. And I appreciate it as a Jets fan. Like, he tries to give me some hope. Right. But, like, my God. Like, he literally broke down every single drop back pass. I'm like... And you say made it look good. 
he he gave excuses as to oh look right. at the defense there was nobody open or you know this pressure coming so he didn't couldn't see this guy and it's right. like look if you just pull up the passes that were just wide open or just the, the reads that he missed like that alone is enough yeah. like Danny, he has to I, hit some yeah. of those like I've been one of those people. You can look on Twitter. I won't deny it. Like I, I'm a huge Zach Wilson supporter. All those things I've been saying. I put out yeah. a dissertation a few weeks ago on why he <laughs> could still be the guy. That being the case, there are no excuses for what happened Sunday. The Correct. offensive line was shit. The running game didn't exist. Yeah, there were guys in his face. It doesn't matter. What he did is inexcusable for any quarterback at the NFL level. Here's how bad it was. When I was watching him play, do you know what quarterback came to my mind? Christian Hackenberg. Marcus Russell. Nathan Peterman. The oh. guy that, said, that was what came to my mind watching him play. It was <laughs> atrocious. You know, it's funny because I saw Jamarcus Russell just because everybody always made such a big deal about his arm. And he could get, oh, he could throw 60 yards from his knee. Like, oh, wow. Just like Hackenberg, though. He can't hit water falling out of him. I was just about to say, Christian Hackenberg was who I thought of. But, but like. What does he do with that with that arm strength? What does he do right. with that with that arm talent? If you can't do anything with it, what do I care? I don't care if you can throw the ball far. So, Danny, you know that I, you know that I've also been a, and I think we've literally beat down Zach Wilson for about thirty eight point fifty seconds of this show and already. I'm always the guy that builds him up, so that, right. that tells you everything. But Danny knows that I've I've been a but, supporter of the talent that he has. I think that he does have all the arm talent. I think that he has the mobility that you're looking for in this new age of quarterback. But my biggest gripe has always been with Zach Wilson is once he gets it right up here. And here's my thing. Yes, he is young. I get it. All you young bucks protecting Zach Wilson because you're thinking the same way. This is a team full of grown-ass men who you're messing with their mortgages, their their family wealth, and they're trying to win now. And if Zach Wilson's going to come out and give that type of attitude – you don't have this. You don't have the right guy in the house right now. Can he turn it around? For sure. We could be terrible. We could be terribly wrong once the Jets, <laughs> once the Jets and Dolphins get together at the end of the season. But right now, he's gone off the railings, and he's shown you. I may never have it right in my head because I did the same shit three weeks ago. We said, "Eh, it is all right." He had a bad game. He's gonna he's gonna learn from this. Three weeks later, he obviously did not learn from this. But I think we, I think we beat on him enough. But. But well, well, actually, let me say one last thing, and it's not beating yeah, yeah. on him. It's just Bill Belichick does a great job against young quarterbacks. For sure, that's he's given, always right? done that. Right. Sam Darnold got uh, they they uh, they had him mic'd up for that Monday Night Football game where he said he was seeing ghosts. Yes, I feel like Zach Wilson might be going through some of the same, right? Because a lot of those, I think he was sailing them just because <laughs> he saw so much pressure that he wasn't even setting his feet, and I don't know at what point his his release became a sidearm. Like, I feel like he's throwing sidearm all yeah. the time now. Well, he did more just, that was the thing he did in college. But constantly? Like, I, I didn't realize he did it not so all the time. often. No, no, not all the time. Right. It was maybe I feel like, like he's constantly throwing again. sidearm. So I, I feel like maybe he's seeing – he maybe he's seeing ghosts out there against Bill Belichick because, look, if you look at the stats, the Patriots have, like, number one or two on for QB pressures in the league. Like, yeah. they were bringing the pressure and off offensive line – it, it just keeps getting injured. So I get that that might have affected him. So that's why I want to see him play against the Bears, right? My problem isn't so much what – yeah, it is how he played, but the accountability afters were really bugging. Correct. Yeah. So I feel like give him a chance against the Bears. Let's see what he can do in the first half. And if he's playing like shit, take him out. And All at right. that point, you reevaluate. 
But man, my, if you don't mind, like I don't mind just no, add no, on no, quick. No, no, that without beating on Zach Wilson anymore. No, kick, no, kick go. him while let's he's go. down. Kick him while he's down. On the Bill Belichick thing, because I thought about this the other day, and I realized sure. I think, think think I could be onto something here. He knows Zach Wilson inside and out. Like Zach has more interceptions against the Patriots than anybody. I realized, well, wait a minute. They drafted Mac Jones. That is the same draft class as Zach Wilson, which yeah. means mm-hmm. Bill Belichick was probably studying Zach Wilson as well. And we know he's a great study. So I think he truly, and it looks like it, he knows what Zach does before he does it. He knows like this is the mistake he makes when you pressure him this way. When you do this, he tries to throw to this guy. I feel like he just knows him. And that is like a kryptonite right now to this kid. I appreciate that. And, and, and But listen, you guys are mostly comparing him to – to Sam Darnold, and like you, like you said very well, Mr. Harrison Glazer, you said that was another quarterback that obviously didn't d- didn't have it. So being that you guys are comparing to another New York Jets quarterback that obviously is no longer in town, if he's following down the same path as a Sam Darnold, that means you guys potentially have to start looking at a new quarterback. And he said, "I get it, Danny. We're not going to talk about next season, but let's talk about let's talk about a problem, child, Danny. You talked about it, and you said that Justin Fields." May not play his game because of the left. Right now, he's questionable. If it was doubtful, I, I would say, okay, maybe you, you don't get to play him. I think he will play this game. So, uh, but okay, go ahead. I, I was going to tell you why I think he won't, but go ahead. Okay. Well, my problem, let's just let's say if Justin Fields is on the field, the, the guy's been a problem, not just running the ball. We know he can run the ball. He has 834 yards for seven touchdowns this season. I think 300 of those were on the Dolphins, just throwing that out there as, as a tidbit. <laughs> but He's also thrown for 13 touchdowns and eight interceptions this season, right? So I get it. Not not the best passer in the world, but he's definitely a problem. But it, even with the left dislocated shoulder that got put back in place, do you, if he plays, is it going to be a problem for your defense? Yeah, most definitely. We we have a hard, horrible time. We do a horrible job containing running quarterbacks. Okay. Like, it's just – our linebackers outside of, of Quincy Williams, which isn't necessarily the fastest guy, but he's got a motor on him. They're not he's necessarily the fastest guys. CJ Mosley isn't fast. So um, I, I think that um, it could be a problem for sure, but I don't think he plays because the Bears have like, what, three wins this year? Like, yeah. They're like three and seven or so. They're three and eight. So three and eight. Okay. So they're three. And eight. So they're basically out of it, right? I think they, they understand that they're out of it, but they Fair understand enough. that they might have, they might have something with Justin Fields. You don't put Justin Fields out there whose main source of, of, of production offensively is running the ball against okay. a stout defense. So I think the smart move for the Bears would be to not put him out there against our defense and risk him getting injured more. So I, I really don't think that he's going to play. And I think we see I think it's Trevor Simeon is, is their backup, I believe. Yes. So and I did want to say one quick thing to what Harrison said a, a second ago. Here we go. About Bill Belichick studying up on Zach Wilson. In that draft class, Justin Fields was also a quarterback that was an option to draft. He might have studied Justin Fields just as hard. Justin Fields put 33 up on the Patriots, and they blew out the Patriots. So I so get it, but that, I, I, that, that, was, that was Harrison trying to, you know, still kind of like cheerlead for his boy, so I get why he did it. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you called him out. You're the Jets fan, not me. But Harrison, based off of what you've seen from Justin Fields up until this point, if he is a starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears this Sunday, how confident are you feeling coming into this game? Obviously, you're saying if it's Fields or not Fields. If it is Fields. If it is Fields, I mean, he's yeah. been good. I 
I, I, you know, a lot of people like to backtrack their takes. I firmly wanted Wilson. I never wanted Fields. I okay. just felt that, and I, I could be wrong, but watching him at Ohio State, that argument they made for Zach Wilson of the competition, I thought sure. it actually worked against guys like Justin Fields because he's playing same thing with Trevor Lawrence with an all-star team around him. He's yeah. got great players around him in a fantastic system that works with or without him. Ohio State is top of the league with Justin Fields or without Justin Fields. Fair enough. BYU is not. That was why I was like, I don't get this take. This doesn't make sense to me. But with Justin Fields, he is playing well. I mean, here's an interesting statistic. Passing yards, he's doing well. But yeah. with rushing yards, he's one of the best in the league. He's actually seventh in the entire league. Same with his rushing touchdowns. So he's a good passer, but he relies on running it. For sure. Our, our pass rush, the best word I've been using to describe them, relentless we have a relentless pass rush they consistently get after the quarterback and they keep keep getting after the quarterback and at the beginning of the season we thought the uh the rotation wasn't the best thing because it wasn't working it wasn't you know not everyone they weren't getting a lot of sacks but lately everyone's feasting like literally everyone like even guys like curry and nathan shepherd everybody's feasting on that d-line so man if they can get after justin fields and they can prevent him from running that's the biggest key in my mind. That's the biggest key to winning this game. Because we know the you know the defense is going to show up, and we don't 100% know who the quarterback's going to be. So that kind of changes the outlook of the offense. It's like a question mark right now. But I feel like the big thing is containing fields within the run. If that pass rush can get on him and not let him run the ball, that will change the dynamic of the game. Can, can I shine some light to piggyback off of what you, you just said? One of the consistent things, Danny, about your defense is the fact that you go, you guys don't have to blitz. You don't have to blitz because you get all the pressure in the world. You're your front four. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like this game, you may have to blitz if it's Justin Fields. Because if you give him even a split second to think about running, and like you said, your linebackers aren't fast enough to get, get after him, I think that you have to clog up as many lanes to get to Justin Fields. That guy, I saw him firsthand, is a freaking problem. Like... Even the smallest window that he could take off in, he's going to take off. And he's going to get a good chunk play out of you. And if you continuously do that throughout the game, your defense is going to get worn out. And now you have to rely on Zach Wilson potentially putting some points on the board up for you. But I'm just saying, if it is Justin Fields, I feel a whole lot worse about your chances than if it's um, Trevor Simeon at quarterback. No, and like I was saying, if, if it's Justin Fields, like, Josh Allen, the little production he had in that game was rushing when he was ball. rushing with his legs. Yep. He scored yep. those two rushing touchdowns. Like that's how <laughs> that's how those running quarterbacks get us because we're just not fast enough on, on the linebackers and we don't keep containment. We don't. It's like they're undisciplined when they're when they're rushing, and I do think that that's going to be a problem. But again, I don't think he's going to play just because I don't think it's the smart play. When you're out of the playoffs already and you think you have something special, why risk really messing up his shoulder? Okay. So I don't think but, – but if he does play, yes, I do think that's going to be an issue. And Sam and Sam Donald, Zach Wilson is going to have to put up some, some points. All right. Well, then I'm going to give, I'm gonna give you a Sam caveat. Donald. I'm going to give you a caveat right now. I'll give both of you the opportunity to predict this game as it's time to go for the Battle Jets are in prediction time. Uh, give me both your predictions, Harrison, and I'll start with you. Give me both your predictions. Give me one if it's versus Justin Fields, and give me one versus Tre- Trevor Simeon, what you think the score is going to be for, for both of these teams. I mean, what's crazy is it's like 
it's almost impossible to predict because not just like you just said, both of you guys, we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Or we don't actually necessarily know who our quarterback is going to be. So it's like, how are we going to do against Fields or Simeon? Well, how are we going to do with either Wilson Flacco or Mike White? Like, it's like, there's so many balls in the air. Like, I, it's impossible to figure out. Like, all I can come at it is like, well, if it is Fields, yeah. that's how you're going to stop him. Like, that's how it is. If it's Simeon, really same thing. I mean, our uh, cornerbacks are great in coverage. We have the best 100%. corners in the game, in my opinion. We Ooh. have the stickiest coverage you can put. I mean, mm. Sauce has proven himself to already be easily the best corner in the game and dj reads top five and michael carter is like top 15 so it's amazing our guys are i think michael carter might be the best nickel in the in the league he might be he might be so trevor simeon he can't run so i don't really worry about him as much because he ain't gonna be able to really throw but with us whoever our quarterback's gonna be let's say it's flacco okay the bears are gonna get after him like and he is a statue he can't move like, he can't move. Like, you might as well, like, just wrap him in pads and just protect him a little more because he's not going anywhere. Like, he can't run. And if it's Mike White, he has shown the ability to move, but he's not mobile like Zach. So there's so many moving parts in the air, but I honestly feel if we're going to win this game, like the Patriot game, our defense has to bring it, and it has to stay low scoring. So if we're going to win, it's going to be something like, I hate to say it, but like at worst 10-3, maybe Oof. like 17-14, something like that. Mm. But if we're going to win, it's got to be low scoring, I think. Danny, I'll go first because I, I I like leaving you for last year. Um, if Zach Wilson plays his game versus Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel like you may use this against me later on, but you know what? Honestly, I don't care. I feel your defense is strong enough to keep you in the game for four quarters as it, as, as you've seen them do throughout the season so far. But I honestly think Justin Fields would be too much for you, even on half a left arm. Um, just for the simple reason that he'll he'll get those chunk plays against anybody, I feel. Um, if it is Trevor Simeon, he may be a, a better passer than Justin Fields, but at the end of the day, your defense can lock that down. So I would feel more confident picking this game if it was Trevor Simeon and say the Jets were going to win. I'm going to go off the notion that it's Justin Fields. And I say you guys lose this game 16-10. I'm going to go 16-10. You guys lose the game if Justin Fields play. I, if it's Trevor Simeon, um, I feel more confident. And I would say that you guys probably flip that and probably win like 13-10. Um, just for some reason that I, I have so much more faith in your defense that I have to do with any of your quarterbacks. But if it is Zach Wilson, whether he plays bad in the first half, as you mentioned earlier in the show, um, I don't know, bro. I consider Justin Fields to be a problem. Like, I didn't think he was going to be a problem before, but he's getting nicer. He's getting nicer week to week, and, you know, he's growing in that in that system. But that's just my two cents. Any, I'll let you take it away. If it's Justin Fields, I consider the Jets be, getting an L this week. If Trevor Simeon starts, we're going to shut them out. For sure. They're not scoring on us. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think that they don't score on us. If it's Trevor Simeon, it's zero points. We we could have shut down the Patriots last week. The the, the defense every week Which gets to did. another level. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they missed a couple field goals, but I think that the Bears, they they, they don't have many offensive weapons. It's Justin Fields' legs. Once yeah. you take that away, that's probably one of the worst offenses in the last couple of years. Like they they're not good. 
they are dead last in passing yards. Like, they're not a good offense. So I, I honestly believe that if Trevor Simeon starts, unless it's like a pick six or something, I don't think – okay, let me take that back. They're not going to score offensively if Trevor there you Simeon go. starts. There you go. That's um, it's, if it's Justin Fields, I think with his legs he'll do some damage. I think they'll put up some points. But this game is Zach Wilson. He He's going to start. I really do believe that. I think he's going to start, and I think he's going to play well. He's going to play well, and I think that they'll put up 20-something points, 23, 24 points. I really do believe that. And if it's Justin Fields, I think we can keep him to 14, 17 points. I think we'll win. I think it'll be, I think it might even be comfortable. I think it won't even – like, it'll be within a touchdown, but at no point are you like, oh, fuck, we might lose. Like, I think we'll, we'll win comfortably. If we do not win this game, we do not make the playoffs. I really believe that. Because we have to go to Minnesota, we have to go to Buffalo, we have to go to Seattle, and then we have to go to Miami. Like, I know we're road warriors so far this year, but... That's a tough road. <laughs> that's a tough road, okay? So so you have to win the home games. And what are the home games left? You have Chicago, and you have Detroit. And I'm missing one. I can't remember what the last one is. But we're miss- I'm missing one. Um, what's the last one? Oh, Jacksonville and the Lions. I'm sorry, we got to beat the Lions. Um, so... This is to me, it's a must win if we want to make the playoffs. I think it's a must win, and um, and I know mathematically somebody's listening, they're like, Oh, but it's not, fuck you, it is, it is. I understand mathematically <laughs> it's not, but I'm sorry, it is. If you lose these two games in a row, all of a sudden the locker room fucking implodes, we don't know who yeah. the quarterback is in the next couple of weeks, and shit just goes bad. Okay, that's just what it is. I'm a battered fan, that's how I feel. Fuck you. I've- so that, that that's my prediction. And um, but yeah, I think that we win, and no matter who the quarterback is for the Bears, and I do think Zach Wilson starts. Okay, yeah, but Danny, just to take that and flip that for a second, because you said you think Zach Wilson will play and play well. If he plays really well, that's gonna again, everyone's gonna be like, this kid can totally be the guy. Correct. Like, he's not that, and that's just because, like we said, he's a young kid. He's a developing quarterback in the league. There's gonna be okay. ups. There's gonna be downs. So if he plays well, that's that's the point. He's a young kid playing quarterback but hypothetically let's say that <laughs> let's say mike white comes out and mike white plays well because mm. he's playing such a bad defense and then they play minnesota after minnesota has the 31st ranked pass defense another bad passing defense and then you play the bills who have kind of kind of taken a nosedive defensively right now they're, sure. ranked, they're ranked 19th as far as passing, they were like though. first in the league at one point. Right. For like, right. Yeah. for like the first five weeks of the season. Right. Yeah. And, and now they're 19th. And then after that, they have Detroit, 28th pass defense. So those are the next four games. So if they start Mike White, everybody's going to be like, oh, you see? Zach Wilson's a piece of shit. Look at Mike White. Look what he's doing. Also, Mike White got lucky. He didn't play any of the tough defenses. Now he's like playing Zach against did. the soft defense. Right. So I, I think that because of that, you have to give Zach that chance. Let him have at least a half against one of these shitty defenses to see if he can do it. If he can't, then fuck it. Then let's go with Mike White. But you have to give him that chance because Mike White might come and he might play well. But Zach Wilson maybe might have played well also because, again, these defenses aren't bad. Remember, we played the Dolphins the last game of the year. The Dolphins fucking suck. So we have a chance. You know, if Zach – no, they don't suck. Their defense sucks, but they don't suck overall. So we have a chance. We have to give Zach Wilson that chance, I think. So I feel like that's why they need to. I, I appreciate what Rob Sala did in putting it out there and say I'm not committing because that's like sure. almost like, look, Zach, 
we're not fucking coddling you. I'm not committing you to go. you anymore. Right. You have to play well, and you have to start taking accountability. And I like that he did that. Not because he's going to bench him, because I really don't believe he's going to bench him, but he let him know. This is an option. You might get benched if you keep playing like crap or if you start being an ass in the locker room. And he let the team also know that. So I appreciate what he did. I think that that was the purpose of that. But I do think he starts anyway. But it's, it's a short lease if you play like crap against the Bears. Fair enough. I, was yeah, gonna... I think that's a really good point, actually. You know, like you just said, with I, I knew, you know, most of those teams, that, but that's a good point. A lot of them have really bad defenses, specifically pass passing defenses. defenses. I, I, that's, I didn't look at well, pass defense overall. Yeah, yeah. Specifically pass defenses. That's, that's a really good point. That definitely opens to even the point where if Zach Wilson plays well, people are going to be like, well, he did that against bad defenses. The two sided I mean, point. Are, this, I was going to gonna this, say, you know, we, we, like, we, we could go all day. On damned that. if we do, damned if right. we don't. At this point, exactly, that's exactly the situation. But listen, you guys are favored right now in this game by seventy percent to thirty. I feel like even the experts feel pretty confident that even with Zach Wilson struggling, you should win this game. You should win this game. So, um, Zach you, Wilson hasn't really won us any games this year, but he's yeah. lost us some. Yeah, and, and before you, I, before you, I'll say before you lead us out. Um, you know, I, I've taken enough of your bullshit over, over the last few weeks trashing my team. That's why I'm gonna take a bye week next week. You guys won't have to put up with the batter with the bearded fanatic um next week. But Danny, you, you got anything special lined up for next week? Uh not yet. Uh I thought you were about to tell me that the Dolphins are all of a sudden a good defensive team and you didn't tell me the rankings. That's what <laughs> nope, I was waiting for. No, nope, no, nope, like, let me nope. wait for this. See what bullshit he's about to throw nope. my way. Uh, no, nope, oh, not okay, at all. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, no, not nothing yet. I'm gonna see who, what I cook up. To, I mean, replacing the bearded fanatic shouldn't be too difficult. So wow, wow. <laughs> joking. I'm joking. I love wow. you, Manny. Listen, man. No, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't I, do I this re- without. I couldn't do this without Manny. I can record from the boat if you want, man. I can record from the boat. I'll find Let's a good spot. Yeah, Wi-Fi over there. It won't. It will be the worst Wi-Fi in the world. But I'm sure we can figure it out. Well, Harrison, anything you want to plug before we sign off? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, all you guys out there, I would absolutely love if you could find me on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you could subscribe, it'd be greatly appreciated. It's the Take Flight Spit and Fire podcast. I do a live show Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a freaking awesome time. A lot of people on live. We chat it up. Guys ask questions, talk about a lot of great stuff. Please tune in. Please be there. I also put content out throughout the week. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at NYJetsTFMedia. I like that. And by the way, what one final one final note on that we we do appreciate that you take time out of your day, especially to come support the the bat the battered Jets fans oh, podcast. Of course. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on here, man. And anytime you guys want me back, just let me know. We're we're glad to hear that. I'm sure we'll hold you to it. But uh I, I had to get this one special shout out to Italy because he's always a big supporter. Uh New Year's situation report. My my homie Michelle, she's a big fan of the show as well. She hasn't missed one episode yet. But Danny. Lead us out on episode 12, man. Another one comes to close. Thank you, Harrison, for joining us. But I did want to leave you with one quick question. We always ask two questions. I'm going to ask three questions real quick. All right. Go for it. Let's do it. Favorite Jet player of all time. Favorite Jet memory of all time. And after that, I'll ask you a third question. So favorite player is tough, man. People have asked me that before. It's a tough one. I mean, growing up, I was a huge Chad Pennington fan. Like, I firmly, firmly believe that if that dude hadn't torn his – shoulder even twice he could have been amazing i watched that i was actually at the game with my dad when he came in for an injured test of Verde. we didn't know who he was we knew he was the first round pick but we didn't know much about him he comes in unbelievable when he had arm strength 
I remember turning to my dad. I'm like, this guy is going to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe he would have. Easily the most accurate quarterback to ever play in this camp. So probably would say Chad Pennington. And memories just going to games when I was a kid with my dad. Like I always talk to, you know – I always, you know, tell people, you know, going to games and stuff like there's so many games I went to as a kid. You don't remember every play. You don't remember, you know, every game that it was, but you remember going with your dad. I remember going with my grandpa. I remember the stuff we talked about. I remember the barbecues we had. I remember throwing the football around. Grandpa's not with us anymore, but I think about those memories. So I feel like football is so much more important for the memories that we create. It's a family sport. For sure. And then the last question if I told you that it's possible to trade Zach Wilson tomorrow for Geno Smith, do you do it? For Geno, no. I know you're going to hate me for this, but for Lamar Jackson, you've got my attention. I mean, Lamar Jackson's an MVP. <laughs> I said Geno Smith because he was one of us before. No, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't trade him for Geno Smith. No. Nah. I would I, I would take Geno Smith running this team for the rest of this, this season. I, I don't even care if he leaves us after the season. Having him under center for the rest of these seven games and possibly the playoffs – I would do that. I would do it because I think for the short term, he would be a, a better answer. Well, thank you again, Harrison, for joining us. Manny, for being my co-host as usual and, and being nicer than I am usually. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in to episode 12 of the Batter Fans. Uh, I guess I, I don't know who's going to be here next week, but we'll, we'll find out together, I guess. All right. Have a great one. Fins up. Oh.